KPV Radio, Central Texas. Hey, what's going on, home team? This your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. This is Sterling Roberts, and you are listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Grub, right now on TPV Radio. Radio. right here to fill you guys up. Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon, family and friends. I was talking with the mic still on mute. <laughs> so family and friends, <laughs> I am your host, niece, and I have my beautiful two sisters with me today as my co-host, Pastor Jean, Jean Holmes, and sisters. Dion Labrine, family and friends. Yes. So we are here. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. So family and friends, today we are serving some comfort food. That's right. We're going to make you guys a little party today. But that's okay. We can work it out the rest of the week. But we we serving some comfort <laughs> 
So we have some buffalo wings and stuff on this menu for you guys today. Oh so we're going to start sweet to the point, direct and straight up to the relay. So before we move uh, forward, friends, we would have Sister Dion to open with a prayer. Sister Dion. Yes, ma'am. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you for today. Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory for all what you've done, all what you're doing, and all what you will do. Father, we come before you today with humble hearts uh, as we come, God, to lift up, to glorify, and to magnify your name. Father, we pray that you give us a heart, so God, that are receptive to the words that will flow from the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for everyone who is listening right now. God, we ask that the word take root in their heart and it brings forth fruit seed, almighty God. Lord, we pray for our world right now, all the people who are sick, God, with that virus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come against it even now in Jesus' name. Father, for you said that by your stripes, we are healed. So, God, in the name of Jesus, we call healing to every sick body right now. We call healing to every sick mind. We call healing to every sick soul right now, God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we know that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you've given us the spirit of, of power, love, and a sound mind. And the enemy is using fear, God, to keep your people in a place, God, where we're afraid to go where we're afraid to touch our families and friends, but today, God, we come against the spirit of fear, and we cancel it by the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, we pray for America right now, all the looting, God, and all the rioting. Father, we're asking even now that you will step in and let your peace, God, begin to flow over the land in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for George Floyd's family. Holy Spirit, you promised that you would be our comforter. So we ask right now that you take your loving arms and you wrap around them. Bring them peace, oh God. We know, God, as bad as things are, oh God, you are God enough to be able to restore the joy, God, to restore the smiles that were once on their faces. So God, today we pray, oh God, that you do what only you can do, and that is you being God. You change the world, Father. Father, only like you can. So, God, we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit begins to blow from the four corners of the world, blowing out your peace, blowing out your joy, blowing out your strength, blowing out healing, blowing out, oh, God, restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, even the ones who are listening now who are brokenhearted, who are sad, God, over what's going on, Father, we pray, oh, God, that you open the eyes of the people and let them see what the country is because because of they have turned their backs on Jesus, no longer want Jesus in our schools and in our courtrooms. And now, God, these are just the consequences. So, Father, even in this, God, you will get the glory out of it. So speak to the hearts of your people. Let them run back, oh God, to their knees. Let them grab the horn of the altars, God, and begin to cry out unto Jesus. Begin to seek your face. Begin to do, God, like Second Chronicles 7, 4. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked way, God, you promised you would hear from heaven, you would forgive our sins, and you would heal our land. Now, God, I know that you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man 
mind that you should repent. Now, Father God, I know, God, that you said to put you in remembrance of your word. And so, God, this is what we're doing right now. For you say where two or three are gathered together in your name, God, you are in the midst. So, God, we're asking and we're believing, and by faith we have received. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Amen. Friend, family, and friends. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Again, family and friends, we are bringing some comfort to you guys today. The first one we have on the menu is Buffalo Wings. Prayer, peace, patience, and hope. This is coming from Romans 5, 3, 4. More, more over. Let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the yes. pressure and reflection and hardship produce patience and and. and Answering endurance and endurance develops maturity of character, approved faith, and our trial integrity and character of love of this sort produce the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation, family and friends. You know, sometimes we go through things in life and Somebody will tell us, don't worry. Or we might tell somebody, don't worry. But for us to actually do that, family and friends, that requires experience with the faithfulness of God. It don't come easy, family and friends. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't come easy, but it requires family and friends, that faithfulness of God, your faithfulness with God, when we trust God and then see and experience his faithfulness in our lives, it gives us great confidence to live without work. It gives us great confidence to live without worry, fear, and anxiety. That's why, family and friends, it is so important to continue to have faith and trust in God. In the very mightiest of trials and tribulation, we have to keep that faith and have trust in God, family and friends, with God's help, we, not me, not you, but we all can steadfastly resist the temptation to give up and quit when the going gets tough. Yeah. God uses those hard, trying times to build in our patience. Endurance and character that would eventually yes. produce habits of joyful and confident hope. See, we have to go through something in life. 
We have to go through something in life so that God put us put obstacles in our life so we can go through it. Because He wants to be assured of our faith in Him. How much do we trust God in everything that we do in life? See, we as Christians, so we trust God, we have faith in God. But when something gets hard, when something gets tough, when we go through something, why me, why me, why me, why me? We should not worry because our faith and our trust should be right in God. See, once it's right, once it's right and we are right with God, you take that fear, that anxiety, everything that's negative inside of us, he takes that away. Hmm. Yes, family and friends, we are all God's children. But um, how much of us have that trust? How much of us could just come up and throw ourselves back and say, you know what, it can be okay because God got me. My God. We have to produce that habit of joyful and confident hope. We have to always remember that when we are in a battle, we are gaining valuable experience that will benefit us in the future. See, I like to say, make your mistakes and your bad choices your strength. Because it would strengthen us not to make that same mistake in the future. And that's what God is doing. That's what he's right. doing. Now we believe in him and we trust in him and we have to faith in him. Everything that we go through, everything that we experience for our purpose, it might not benefit us now, but in the future. It will benefit us. Family and friends, we will be more easily and have that belief and that trust more in God when difficult times come. True. You will be able to testify to others regarding the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Yes. When we are in battle, and if we are in battle right now, we can let it defeat us, or we can let it make us stronger. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. But along with that choice, the question is, where is your faith? Where is your trust? So we have to make a decision and let it help help. Bring us into a deeper level of spiritual maturity. We could be, we could have all these things, but how mature in the spirit are we? How many of friends we serve a who is we serve a being that is so marvelous that he can work out things for our good that. Satan intends to harm us. See, whatever the devil's trying to bring against us, God could take it away. He could stop it before Satan even tried to bring it. But family and friends, we have to believe 
We have to believe. We have to wake up and smell that coffee. Look at what's going on in our world today. Look what's happening around us. Look what's going on in our community today. We need to not go down on our knees, but go down on our face and give it to God. And give it to God. Give him everything, mind, body, and soul. Family and friends, stop playing with God. Let us not call ourselves Christians, but we don't trust in him. Let us not call ourselves Christians, but we don't have the faith in him. We don't believe in him. Because we pretend to believe in him, family and friends. Stop Come on. With, you know that so when you play with fire, you get burned? Yes. When we get burned, who could we come to? Because that's our protector. That's our savior. That's our strength. He is the I am. He is the Messiah. He yes. is the creator. I'll say yes. Yes. Come to me as you is. He said, dress up, dial up. He said, mm-hmm. come to me as you are. We are not perfect. Yes, we will make mistakes. But yes. come, go to the Father. Pastor Jean, I turn it over to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, as we're reading the, uh, these scriptures in Romans, sisters, the the thing that that um, I'm looking at here is that there, he's written this letter to people who are uh, part of the body or part of the church, and he's trying to encourage them. He's attempting to encourage them in their faith. He's trying to explain to them that now because they're part of the body of Christ, they, they, they have access to a brand new life. And he's yes. telling them that even even as you walk out your salvation, even as you walk through this life um, as a, a citizen of, of heaven, you're going to go through some things. And, you know, even um, as he's writing the letter to them to encourage them, you know, it's so the word is so powerful, the gospel is so powerful that here we are thousands of years later reading and the same word has the power to encourage us. Amen. Because we Amen. can really, um, um, as you were sharing, sister, I can see that we can really apply these scriptures to where we are now because yeah. we're going, I mean, it's every day you wake up or every week it's like, okay, brace yourself for what's next. And, 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 and I don't know if anyone else has noticed it, but we're not we're not talking talking about random or local situations. We're talking about things that, as they happen, as they manifest, they have the ability to affect the entire United States of America and possibly people in other countries. If if, if the news is correct, there are people in other countries also getting involved in this. So, I mean, this is a new new time. You know, is the enemy is new, using strategies that. Our generation has never seen before. But through it all, you know, God is saying, I've got you. I know your name. I know exactly where you are. I know your address. And if you, and and this is a time to prove to you where your faith really is in me. Amen. This is a time to really allow ourselves to 
uh, count it all joy. (laughs) This is the time to really uh, critique ourselves to see how we do under pressure. Amen. This is the time to 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 reevaluate our spiritual walk with the Lord, and and as we can see here, that these things happen, and 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 and, and, and the apostle is saying these things are going to happen to you. You're part of yeah. the body of Christ, but you're going to have to go through some things. Uh, contrary right. to what the the name it and claim it past preaches, you're going Pat. through some Hello. things. It's written in the Bible. It's written in the New Testament. You're going through some things. It's for the proving of your faith. Amen? That's right. But count it all joy because this all will joy. produce godly character in you. This God. will produce the attitude, the be attitudes of heaven within you. And, 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 you know, and he's saying, and you're not alone. I'm with you. I've already Mm -hmm. proven that I will never leave you nor forsake you because I not only said that I love you, but I have proven to you how much I love you. Amen. So everything that I have afforded you, everything that you're going through in this life, it is not to destroy you as long as you stay vitally connected to me. It's there to advance you. In my kingdom, is there to advance the divine will and call a God upon your life? Amen. So he's talking to people that that have accepted and they realize that they are now part of a new class. They are now part yeah. of a new kingdom. So he's 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 preparing them for what's ahead, like a good shepherd would, you know, so that they will not be easily led astray. He's saying this is necessary. Embrace it, but it is it is not a place where you have to tread the waters. You can walk right. deep in the waters, <laughs> amen. Because you have a loving Father that has His yes. eye on you, amen. Sister Deanna, yes, ma'am. This verse is so shocked, filled with really goodies and all this, and I heard Sister Shanice speaking, and I said, oh, yeah, this is a good one, and I heard Pastor Jenna was like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. I'm just, I'm just surrounded by all good ones. I just hope I can get me a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is just so, so true, especially in the world that we are living now. How many times we've heard of preaching in the pulpit about character, having character. There's supposed to be a huge difference in our character because we are in Christ than the people who are in the world. A lot of people in the body of Christ, they will fuss more when they're going through than people in the world. Some people in the world, they just say, oh, they chalk it up and they just say, oh, this is just growing pains. It's growing pains and they take it as such. But a lot of us, we fuss, we complain, but we don't realize what the word just said. It's working out for our good. It's working out for our good. When when uh, uh, when a turtle goes into the ground, when that mother turtle lay eggs into the ground, into the sand by the beach, you, if you notice, the mother don't remain there and then help them dig themselves out. They yeah. stay there. They grow under the under that hot 
sand, and when they come out of that egg, they have to make it to the water before the seagulls and whatever other predator that's waiting there for them. What this is doing, it's training the little turtle to be vigilant, to move fast, and realize, hey, I'm in danger. I got to find myself in a safety place. So Christians, our safety place is Jesus. And a lot of us, even now, as we're seeing all this stuff in our world, the devil came at us first with fear. All this pandemic, millions of people are going to die, and the church, we didn't want to get together, and this, that, and the other. They turned out, and everything, and Christians are afraid, afraid, afraid. But yet, we're saying, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But we're fearful, we're scared, we're scared, we're scared. Now, all of this, the devil, see, he was losing ground. Why was he losing ground? Because the church was getting more and more in the face of God. And the more, you, the more and more you get in the face of God, the more you change. So the devil saw there was change coming along. So he has to come at something else. So now he has us living in the place of all anger and rage. And wherever there is confusion, wherever there is pain and hurt, you better believe the devil is the one leading that band. But if we would abide and if we, we remain in him, we have nothing to worry about. Right now, all, all the comfort that we need, all we, the only place to get it is in God. People started mm-hmm. drinking who we never drank. People started smoking who, who stopped smoking. People are just doing a whole lot of crazy stuff because I was saying, I said, this is funny. When they opened up the, the state and stuff, I was like, they opened up the liquor store? I didn't know liquor was essential. I didn't know it was hmm. you couldn't get your hair done. You can go to the dentist, but you can go to the liquor store. Why? Diamond, I'm on the radio. Why? Because the devil knows what to do and what not to do and how to get us out of comfort, how to take our mind off of God, how to take our mind, our eyes off of God when he told us we need to set our face as a flint. The reason why God tells us stuff like that because he knows. He knows the trials are going to come. He knows the, way, the winds are going to blow. He knows the waves are going to come. He knows, he knows. But he said, if you keep your eye on me, keep your eye on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. Keep your eye on me. So in all that that's going on, if we trust in the Lord, because like I said, this verse right there is so chocked with so much good stuff. If we trust in the Lord, our joy will be restored. Our peace will be restored. And there are a lot of people who don't realize there's a huge difference between happiness and joy. See, I can handle your happiness. I can take you in a place of happiness and unhappiness. When it comes to joy and not having joy, only one person can do that. So, again, we have to realize, and not being all doomy and gloomy, but, y'all, this is just the fulfillment of time. And the Lord is calling his people into attention. Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on me. I'm coming soon. The devil, he's busy. He's trying to destroy y'all. But keep your eye on me. Fear not. Have peace. Knowing that I have overcome the world. And whatever you're going through, the Lord says, you will overcome as well. Amen. 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 Family and friends, that was our Buffalo Wings. Yes, that was <clears throat> prayer produced patience. Yes. Mm. What happened? 
Amen. Hello, hello. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Jane, are you there? Yes, I am. Sister Shanice, are you there? Thank you. Something happened. Are you okay? They text her. Hey, what's going on, home team? This your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor okay. Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. us 
He wants our life to be full of joy. Some of our friends, Psalm 23, 2-3, teaches that he will lead us beside still and restful waters. And restore our lives. And he will yeah. lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Not yours, not mine, but for his family and friends, for his mm. name's sake. We have to learn how to discipline ourselves. You know, sometimes. We think we have it all together. We're all over the place. Or we discipline yeah. our church for doing wrong. But sometimes we need to step back from ourselves and check ourselves out and see how much discipline we have within ourselves to do the things of righteousness. To separate walk family because we have people out there that does that they bring their work at home with their family and it takes that time away from their family we have to learn to discipline and to categorize each area of our life like hey when we leave work we leave work we home with the family when we home with the family and we need that time to be with God, we need to separate that family time to our alone time with God. And it's all through discipline, family and friends. It's being disciplined, disciplining our mind, disciplining ourselves to, to overstand the separation of each and not running them through into one another. See, that's where we lose. We lose things and, and we get so babbled up in everything that sometimes we forget, wow, I'm home. I, I have to be home. Put on this cap and be home with the family. It's time to study. Even if you're studying with your family, once your kids, your family seeing that how disciplined you is or you are, they're mm-hmm. going to follow the same footsteps. And that's something that you would implant in your kids. Like, wow, family time with family time, pray time. As a family, with time to pray with family. That, that was our family study time to be with God as a family or as an individual family and friends. We have to discipline ourselves to rest, to have fun, to, to be with the family, to have the study time. That, that, when you discipline yourself in that way, family and friends, you learn how to better balance things out. Everything runs so smooth because you separate everything. Everything is now balanced. It's not that one is right on one. Everything is just so equal and straight across the board. Now it's balanced. It's it's all together. So so many of friends with this being said, 
I'm going to turn it over to Sister Deanna and then Pastor, Pastor Holmes. Sister Deanna? Yes, ma'am. Can you read that verse again for me, please? Sure. It's um, Psalm 95. And I will watch. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 119. Verse 45, yeah, okay. and I, okay. I will walk at liberty and at ease, for I have sought, sought and inquired for and desperately required our your precepts. I'm sorry. Wow. 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 This is, you know, when I was little, let me start by saying, when I was little, I did not understand nothing good about the Bible. It, to me, was a form of punishment. I didn't get to know Jesus until I was 10 years old with uh, my godparents back in the Virgin Islands. And because of how they were, because of the manipulation and because of the way the dads uh, ran the house and Everybody was walking on eggshells. There was never truly, truly a real joy, but everybody <laughs> to, to pretend like they're happy. Monday to Friday, before we went to bed, everybody had to kneel around the bed and had to uh, either read a verse and explain it. And I never liked it. Not because I didn't like God, but they made it something not to be fun with, almost like a punishment, you know? So every time I would think the Bible is like, like, like it's a punishment because not knowing the Bible, a, a 10-year-old child not knowing the Bible, and you say, get this verse and explain it. Very, very, very few 10-year-olds who have never been in a Christian church will be able to get a verse out of the Bible and explain it to you. It's not going to make sense. So for me, I didn't like the Bible because it was a form of punishment. It was a form of torture. I didn't find no joy in it. I didn't find no enjoyment in it. And a lot of people don't like to read the Bible because, first of all, to get the good stuff out, you have to know who God is. You have to come to the place where you know what his characteristics is like. And when you get to know God for yourself, all of a sudden you don't mind reading his word because, you know, when we read his word, that's him talking to us. So when, the, when we come and we take time out, I think that, put a, that puts a smile on God's face. When you come without being forced and without being coerced and without feeling like, man, I'm being punished, like, oh, my God, it's a chore. I have to do this. God, I don't like doing this. But you force yourself. But you pick up your Bible and you say, okay, Lord, speak to me. I think that put mile on the Lord's face when we come like that. But you only get to that place when there is relationship. And until a relationship has not been formulated, Reading the word of God will never be fun because you don't know his character, which goes back to, to Romans. You don't know his character. And if you don't know his character, certain things he'll tell you in, the, in his word, we're going to look at it wrong. Things he's 
speak to us about where we should be converted or where it should bring not condemnation. It would bring condemnation because we don't know because we've been taught God is mean, God is rough, God is hard, God is not a man, God, you know, you know what I'm saying? And even though he said, you know, fear me, we have to be afraid of God, but not in the place where you get so fearful, it's not fun. It's like a father coming home and the kids are so afraid of him, even though they may be, you know what I'm saying, you hear the garage door go up like, oh, my God, daddy is home, daddy's home. All of a sudden, all the life is sucked out of you because the person that you're with, it makes you feel like, well, they don't want me. Why should I want to be there? But when you get to know God, when you get in his word, when you start seeing how much he loves you, when you start understanding everything Jesus went through on the cross, it was for you. When you get to see, because this is Shanice, you, you reference, I think you, you reference Psalms 23. When you think of, of David saying he fought a bear and he fought a lion so they could not take the flock, they could not take that sheep. That is such a beautiful picture of Jesus because the enemy, the lion or the bear, and Jesus put himself between us and the lion or the bear, whatever the enemy is. And the Bible tells us if the, the, the shepherd, if he has to lay down his life for that sheep, that's what he will do. And that's exactly what Jesus did. But you wouldn't get to, you wouldn't get to know that until you spend time in the Word. And you wouldn't get to spend time in the Word until you get to know God. So I say to people, don't know God from other people. Don't get your God experience because you hear other people talk about it. Oh, ain't he good? Yes, he is. I told you one thing. I woke up this morning, and I wasn't feeling good, and I just cried unto Jesus. And the Lord just touched my body right now. But that person have a relationship with Jesus, and the other one don't. So you try to get the same thing out of God, and it will bring us into a place of frustration. God loved that person more. What's wrong with me? So when it comes to reading, when it comes to spending time, when it comes to making time for the Lord, it's like you say, Sister Shemis, you have to separate yourself. You have to move. Some people may not understand it, especially when you're trying to get close to God. Folks going to start calling you names or oh, Jesus freak, Bible thumper. They'll call you all kind of names. But then you get to realize, Everything you need is in that word. Every promise in that word belongs to you. And the only way you can get it is by spending time with the one who made the promise to you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jean. Amen. Amen. You know, as um as we were as you all were sharing, the thing that I was thinking of is how rich the gospel is, how rich the word of God is and how God, when he uh, uh, penned the Bible, he considered any and everything that we may have to face as we uh, yes. journeyed through this life. Amen. And so when yes. you look at it, it, it had to be, it, it had to have been written with so much love and wisdom mm-hmm. and foresight and with you in mind, with me in mind, with, you know, each and every one of his sons and daughters in mind. I mean, can you imagine the wisdom of God as he pins yeah. this book? Amen? And, yeah. and and can you 
And and one word also came to mind as you were sharing. There had to have been a lot of passion, mm-hmm. a lot of passion. And and even you know I was thinking as you were sharing about David and the and the the lion and the bear and you know I was also thinking about when he saw Goliath mocking Come the on. army of God he Come ran on. Amen hmm. that was passion that was so much passion in him for God and the army of God that he forgot about who he was. Yes, <laughs> and and he ran after a giant. Can you imagine that? And yep. so, you know, as you were sharing, I was saying, you know, God, what's missing? We've got, we, we, I mean, we in our age have been blessed so with spiritual things, spiritual yes. knowledge, yes. colleges, seminars, conferences. I mean, the word, mm-hmm. wherever, however we want, we can get the word. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 it's in abundance right now. Amen. And I was saying, so what's the problem? God said, there is no passion for me, but I have a passion right. for you. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and then he began to show me different characters in the Bible. And he said, when they wrote, they wrote out of a heart that was passionate for me. Why can't you mm. read with the same heart? That's passionate for me. And, you know, God always challenges me with something I don't have so I can ask him for it. Amen? (laughs) Whatever he shows me something, it's something I really cannot do myself. I can't can't make it manifest. I can't make myself do it. But I can certainly humble my little heart and say, you know what, God, that's exactly what I want. God, make me passionate for you because you know what? Whatever I'm passionate about, I will do that. I will do that morning, noon, and night. Can't wait to run and get it. Can't wait to run and do it. I am because that I I live for it. I live for that. Everything I do is to prepare me to go and be passionate with that thing that I'm looking forward to. Amen? So, yeah. so so God is giving us new strategies in the midst of everything that the enemy is loosening at the body of Christ, at the bride of Christ, to make her feel like she's less than, she's not equipped, she's not loved. God is giving his bride on the face of this earth new strategies, people. Yes. And, I, and you know, a bride is supposed to be passionate. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Come on. So, Come on. So, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so that's what I'm saying. God, what am I missing? You keep telling me over and over and over in your word how much you love me. You keep showing me how much you love me. Amen. Amen. Everything you have is to prove to me. Everything that I have is because you are sustaining me. You're keeping me. Amen. You're breathing your very life into me every morning. You're watching over me as I sleep throughout the night. Amen. You loved me. You love me so much. You have injected yourself into me. Come on. You branded me. And you said that you are mine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, God has given us all of that love language. He's He's demonstrated so much love and intimacy to us. Amen. And oh, so yeah. he's shown us how passionate he is. And he's saying, why can't you be as passionate for me? 
as I am for you. Come on. Yep. Isn't that something? Yep. And, and I mean, you know what? I don't know about anybody else, but all I can say is, you know what, Lord? I don't know, but I'd love to be passionate about you. I really would. Mm-hmm. Father God, would you make it so? Because if yes, I'm passionate yes. about the Lord, you know what? I can't wait to meditate. I can't wait to read. And most of all, I can't that's wait right. to pray because that's communication that's right. with the one that I love. Yeah. Mhm. So, so maybe that maybe we need need God to go in and and remove and burn out some things and put some things in so that we can be aroused yeah. again by oh, the, yeah. by His Spirit, aroused by His wisdom, His Word, His Gospel, His interaction, His plan for us, and it will no longer be a drudgery. Amen. We're we right. you know we're part of His body. We should be full of joy, as we said, as the scripture said before. Where is our joy? You know, I don't want to conjure up the things of God. They're mine. They're mine. I shouldn't have to conjure it. Conjure, you know the word I'm trying to say. I shouldn't have to make it up. It it should be becoming part of me. That's what the word is saying. I'm being transformed. I'm being renewed. Amen? So that passion should be there automatically. So, Lord, where is the passion? Where is the passion? Where is the delight for your word? Where is the passion and the delight to run to you, to communicate, to get before you in prayer, Lord God, to hear what you have to say? I believe that's what we need. We need that passion again. Amen? Amen. Family and friends, we're going to take a small music break and we will be right back after this. Amen.
yes, I know it. Cause when I testify, I'm always gonna give it my all. Sometimes I'm chill, but not at this moment. Because his love is taking over me. Let me tell you what I'm smiling about. Because in my mind there is no doubt. No. I want the whole world to know. So I tell it, I tell it, I tell it wherever I go. My God is real. Oh yes, He's real. Oh no. No, no. Take it from me. My God is real. Right here. In my soul. You know, right about now, I'm feeling a little church. Because His Spirit's all around me and won't leave me alone. Cause in my bones it's just like fine guy Oh, let him in your life, you'll see what I mean All you have to do is only believe He'll wash all your sins away And you can tell it, tell it, tell the whole wide world Oh God, oh yes, it's real
This is Sterling Roberts, and you are listening to the Samus Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! You're listening to the brother right now on TPV Radio. Radio. I am so sorry. I have talked again with the mic off. <laughs> so we are back. We are back. We are serving comfort food today. Yes, we're going to make it a little fat today, but that's okay. You know, like I said before, okay. you have the rest of the week. Yeah, it's okay. They can work off the rest of the week. So we already give you a buffalo wing. We already give you the Chinese chicken salad. So now... We gonna give you pizza, pizza of your choice. Yes. But our pizza is coming from First Chronicles twenty nine thirteen, the circle of thanks. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise for your glorious name. Thank you, Lord. Your friends, my prayers are often. Loaded with a shopping list, with a list, just just a list of things that I need, a list of things that I want. You know, they come mm-hmm. from my view of what my life lacks. You know, sometimes we we feel that we need something, but it's not really a need; it's a want. You know, we feel right. like our life, so we we just need it so much in our life, but honestly and truly, it's not a need; it's a want. You know, our perspective right. of time is so shallow that we need to realize that when we look back and things are our past, it's only things that we wanted. Jesus. You know, we could say, but here I am again with a list of things that I need. But Lord, mm-hmm. I realize that what I need is actually to give thanks to you for all that Amen. you have given to me, for all that Amen. you are. Mm. Stop the flow of relationship when my dialogue with you is one way. When it's one way, mm. pray Jesus. like a young child who only understands how to act for things but doesn't grasp gratitude. Today, I offer praise to your holy name, and I want nothing but to know you better. When we get up in the morning, the first thing we need to do is give God thanks. Praise him for giving us that day, for giving us today, period. How much of us 
have that list. Have that list. We need this. We need that. Sometimes our need list is longer than our want list. And we have all these things. And, you know, God would give us the things that we want to show us. That is not something that we really need. It was just a want. I give it to you to see what are you going to do with it now? What what was your purpose of it? And when you, most of the time, we as human beings, even though it's just a want, forgive, forget to say, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you. But we forget to give him thanks and praise for the most important thing in our lives. Which is life itself. What is better than life? What is better than giving up in the morning to know that this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made for us. Not for me, not for you, not for each one of us as an individual, but for us. We know how our days start, family and friends, but we don't know how it's going to end. True. Get up, we go about our business, we brush our teeth, comb our hair, look for the best outfit in our closet, wipe away. Sometimes we even plan ahead of time what we're going to wear for today. See, we know how it's going to start, but we don't know. We get up, we do everything that we need to do, and we don't give time. We don't realize that what we need is to actually give thanks yeah. to God for all that he has given us. Even mm. if our life is not right, even if we're not living right, even we're not living in a righteous path. Mm. What path is the God? You know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because some of us living in this world today, he himself had to be in here today. He could have taken us away That's from right. God. He could have taken That's us right. away before we even see the daylight and know what a daylight is. God is our creator. Before we yes. know we as who we are, he know who we would have been. He know how our right. life would have been. He know our path before we even take it. The things that we going through in life. Yes, for some of us it might be a struggle. Yes, sometimes we might see that we cannot get out of it. This is the only way I know how to live. No. Yeah. There is a way out of everything. And how much of you are you really giving to God? And asking him, change me. Change my mind. Change my heart. God, I ask you to change these things because I know you have created me to be a better person. Show me. If you know and you don't, if you understand and you don't understand and you don't know, show me my purpose. 
Because no one else could help us do the things. No one else could help us gain the things in life if it wasn't for the Messiah. Without him, we are nothing. Absolutely nothing. The devil makes things look so sweet. The devil makes things look so nice. But that's his job. You know, when he saw in that apple, he made it look so juicy that she couldn't say no. She was so tempted. She ate that apple. And that's what the devil is like. Sin is such a beautiful temptation because in the flesh, we don't know how to refuse it. Our flesh are weakened. This is why we have to keep our faith in God. This is why we got to continue going to God, asking him for forgiveness. Lead me down this right path. Show me the way because our flesh are so weak. That temptation is easy for us. And, you know, sometimes our minds are not strong because we are not following God the way we're supposed to follow God. So we are so weak mentally that we are corrupted from your friends to do what Satan wants us to do. This is why we have to get up and give thanks and praise to the Almighty. Give thanks and praise to the higher one. Family of us, we got to realize without God, there is nothing. That sin and that yes. Satan that we want to follow at times, God has created him as well. So, God is the creator of all things. He is the beginning. He is the end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He knows how it's going to start. He knows how it's going to end, family and friends. So why not give him that praise? Why not give him that praise? Why not say, God, thank you. Thank you for this day. This is the day that you have created for your children, not just me as an individual, but to each and every one of us that is alive in this day, this moment, this time. God has given that to us. Amen. We don't get by ourselves, family and friends. It don't come by itself. Look around. Look around. We are never in the situation or the discomfort in life that we go through. We are never in it alone. Yes. God carry you through. He will carry you through, through, through everything that you see that is too hard. If he has to pick you up, he will pick you up and carry you in his arms. Yes. You have to give it to him. Give it to him. We have to give thanks and praise because the God that we the God that we believe in, the God that we have faith in, He is so victorious. He is so great. He is so powerful. Stop sleeping, family and friends. Stop sleeping. Oh. We sleep in. We sleep walking. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> Give it up. 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 Give it up
out to God. Don't go to him and give him, give him some. Give him all. Our God that we serve is a jealous God. He wants all of us. All of it. He Come on. A portion of us. He wants all of us. He wants our entire self. Our entire being, family and friends. There's nothing wrong and it's not too hard to say. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. For being the father that you are. Some of us raised without a father figure, a human father figure. Some of us don't have our father, our parents, our life, but we are still here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When we feel we are, are alone, when we feel that our parents, our father cannot show us the way, our fleshly father can't show us the way, we could always go to the Almighty, and that's who we're supposed to go to first. He's the only one that could lead us into that righteous path. Oh, that plain family and friends. Stop playing. I have Pastor Jean and Sister Dia, but some of your friends, they cannot lead me down that righteous path. They can can give me words of encouragement, but they cannot walk me down that path because my path in life is not for them. Only God could take me down that path because he created that path before, even before I knew the path I was supposed to take or the path that I am on. The journey that we take, sometimes we have to take it alone, but knowing that we are not alone because God is with us every step of the way. We, every step you take, yeah. every breath you take, that's what God is giving us. Yeah. Turn it over to you, and then turn it over to Sister Diane. You know, um, as I, as we as you were reading the scripture here in First First Chronicles, and we see that uh, the, the the portion I believe you read was uh, uh, as it was uh, the part of a prayer that David is praying. Amen. And he is praying before the assembly, before all of the people. And they're about to dedicate the house of the Lord uh, or the supplies for the house of the Lord uh, uh, um, um, that uh, David wanted to build, but he was unable to build because God told him that he had blood on his hand. So God allowed King Solomon to build this house, amen? But it was a dream of David to build it. So that's where we are in this portion of scripture. And, you know, it's so beautiful. This is such a beautiful prayer. And, again, I have to to speak about the passion um, that that David had for for the father. He had such a loving Mm -hmm. relationship with the father that the father pinned him as being a man after his own heart. Can you imagine God saying that about you? That you were mm-hmm. a woman after God's own heart. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I so would love to hear the Lord say that about me. And and yeah. you know, even as I, even even though that's a desire, I have to still uh, uh, include and Father make it so. 
You make it so, Lord God. I want to so be a woman after your own heart. But but what we hear, we hear we have David here saying, and it's so beautiful. He's saying, Now, Father God, we I and the people, Father God, have uh uh dedic- we dedicate this to you, this work to you. And and you know what he even said as we continue on in the scripture, sisters? He said, Father God, I thank you, because, but you are the one that has, has provided the things that we needed in order to be a blessing to you. Yes. You hear what I'm saying? I, I want to just read it here. It says, but who, who am I and who are my mm-hmm. people that we should be able to offer as generously as this? For all things come from you, and from your own hand we have given to you. From your own hand. Think about that. All we could do was do it out of a place of love and commitment. We couldn't even provide the things that we wanted to offer to you, Um, Father God. You had to give us the provisions. You had to give unto us so that we could give unto you. And and you know what? How many times do we go before the Lord with that attitude? You know, Father, I am just coming to you with such a gratefulness in my heart and a thankfulness in my heart, Lord God, that I was that you provided for me the tithes and the offerings that I give back to you. Thank you, Lord God, so much. Most of the time we give from, oh my God, I'm giving these tithes and oh what I got this bit and offering. All they all they're doing is we're railing and complaining half of the time that we're giving. Yep. Because we don't we we don't have that trust in our heart that David had. He said, Father God, who are we that you should choose to bless us with the things that we need in order to bless you? Isn't that beautiful? And that was his prayer. He says, uh, he says, so for we are sojourners before you and tenants, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no hope of remaining here. And he says, oh, Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all your own. Amen. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about how far off we are, you know, from from <laughs> from the place God has chiseled out for us to be. Amen. Yeah. He's chiseled out a place for us to be in his presence, to live in his presence, to walk in his presence, to delight ourselves in the Lord so that he can direct yeah. our path as we walk here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He says, you know, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, you know, I was yeah. thinking, you know, there have been times, sister, when I've been down and out and, 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 a, and a voice would say or the, the, the preacher would say or I've heard a teacher say the best weapon to, uh, 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 to war against the enemy when you're down and out, when he thinks he has you down for the count, is to come up mm-hmm. with a praise. 
And mm-hmm. as you praise the Lord, as you praise the Lord, as you continue to praise the Lord, all of that doubt dissipates. As you continue to yeah. praise the Lord, all of that heaviness begins to disappear. And the more you praise the Lord, you know what? That heaviness turns into joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And God has the power when we turn to him in spite of it all. And we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've given to me, for all that, for your keeping power and your ability within me. Thank you, Lord, in spite of this all. And thank you, Lord God, the power of the Lord. It gets his attention, and he empowers us. And he mm-hmm. takes away the sorrow, and he gives us the joy. That's magnificent. That is magnificent. That's magnificence at its best. <laughs> Amen. And, and 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 that's where God, what God is saying. I have so much for you, my beloved. But you've got to change your strategy. You've got to change the way you approach me. Change the way you approach me. Amen. You know, and, and, and I'm in the same thing. It's like, God, when my kids go get, Lord, when my grand, Lord, help them, Jesus, Lord, how, you know, and it's, it's, it's like God is saying, you know what, change your strategy in prayer. I already know what they need. I know what you need. I already know, and I'm working on that. But when you come and pray now, ask me, what do I need? Ask me, what do I need? What would I like for you to do? Amen? What do I have for you? What would bless me if you did that? And, 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 and when we, listen, let me tell you, that's a, that is a weapon against the enemy because he thinks yeah. we're going to go begging God. But when we go that yeah. way and say, you know what, Lord, I give you all my words and all my cares. What do you want me to do? What is it you want to say to me today? Father, I'm yeah. here, and I'm ready, and I'm willing. Do you know that shocks the devil? Because we're coming to God by faith saying, you know what, God, I trust you with all of the things that you've given unto me. I trust you with all my needs. I'm not even going to bring them up. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Now, what do you want today from me? Hmm. That's some power in that prayer. And I thank you already. I thank you that you're dealing with those kids. I thank you that you're dealing with my needs. I thank you, Father God, that that not only are you going to meet my needs, but you're going to leave a blessing. Yes. You're going to leave an abundance more than enough because you are God and I am yours. So now, Lord, what is it that you need from me? Amen. 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 Hello? Yes, this is the end. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I could, it was just dead silence, my Lord. Oh, God. Um, wow. This is just so, it puts you in a place where you think a lot. I learned one lesson. You get so much more when you show gratitude than when you don't, okay? 
so many people are willing to take, 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 take. But the Bible tells us it is more blessed to give than to receive. The Bible tells us that we have to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So many people throughout the world, and since I got to say sometimes I have to check myself and say, did you even tell God thank you? Because sometimes you get out of bed and you say, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. It's like this morning, I woke up early, I had the TV on Christian television, and I just happened to fall back asleep. And when I woke up, Sister Shanice, it was like right before you send the reminder, seven minutes to showtime, I just woken up maybe a minute before that. A minute because I fell back asleep. But one of the things that I do at night, I I try. I used to do that for every birthday. Every birthday, I would stay up till midnight to thank the Lord for another birthday, and then the following night, stay up till midnight to watch my birthday go out and to thank the Lord again. But now I notice lately, I want to say maybe for the past two three months, God's been keeping me up till midnight. And I would look at my phone, and when the time changed, I would say, oh, Lord, it's another day, God, thank you. When I looked at my phone at midnight this morning, it said June 1st. I sang a song unto the Lord, not just for a new day, but the beginning of a new month. And I believe one of the reasons why that the Lord said David was a man after his own heart. I believe the way David thanked God, David always looked at himself, and David knew within himself that everything he's got, everything he is, wherever he's going to go, is nobody else but God. I believe when David looked back and see when Samuel came to anoint the next king, all his brothers were in the house. And he was in the back with the sheep. And for God to call a king from being a shepherd, because all back then, even though the, the good-looking brothers were in the house, while David was out there with the sheep, David was praising God. He was writing love poems to God. He was worshiping God from back then. And we don't realize when we come to God, it's not always sometimes to ask, 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 ask. <laughs> Sometimes we come to God and we come like it's a, a, our Christmas list. You give a little five-year-old a list or whatever. I say, uh, ask Santa what you want. And next thing in the day, 20, 50, 60 things on that list. I want all that. Sometimes we come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need. Lord, I need. Lord, I need. Lord, if you don't fix my child, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, if you don't fix that husband of mine, I don't know if I can take it. Lord, you know that girl at work. And, Lord, the ch- and we just dump everything on God. Never realizing them same kids we're complaining about, there's a woman a street over. Lord, I am barren. Lord, open my womb. There's a woman in the next neighborhood. Lord, I am tired of going to bed at night. Lord, I'm ready for a husband. You know what I'm saying? Somebody begging and pleading under the bridge. Lord, if only I could have found a job, I won't be homeless. And rather than say, Lord, thank you. They're not the best kids on earth. Lord, thank you. He's not the best husband on earth. She's not the best wife. She burnt the rice again, Lord. I'm just going to say it's Cajun. So, Lord, thank you for the Cajun rice my wife invented. So we look at things. <laughs> you know, we rather than thanking God for certain things, we, we complain. And I think when we come to the Lord and we say thank you, 
and we say thank you. One of the things I say to I say, Lord, I thank you that I still have eyes to see. And somebody mm-hmm. says, but Daya, you, you're legally blind. But I could have been totally blind. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could have been, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And not, not only could I have been totally blind, that virus could have killed me. Mm-hmm. I could have been dead. So, Lord, I'm mm-hmm. grateful I didn't die. I lost mm-hmm. my job. I lost my car. But, God, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I still can hear your word. I still still have mm-hmm. a mouth that I can praise you. I still have a home to lay in. I was just telling my fiance mm-hmm. yesterday, I think, I said, oh, on the 29th of March, one year, I'm in my home. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing for somebody who, somebody mm-hmm. who's disabled to be able to purchase a home. It, it, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I, I walk around my house, and I thank God I sat on the patio. I thank God. Because when we take time to thank God, gratitude, the spirit, when we have the spirit of gratitude, God will release stuff to us because he knows we're not going to just be greedy, take, 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 don't don't give no, no, no gratitude, don't say thank you. And a few Christmases ago, there was this lady I knew she loved candles. Hmm. She loved candles. I said, okay, for Christmas. I'm going to get us some candles. Being the, the, the island people that we are, Shanice, we like, we like tropical smells. We like coconut. We like mango. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't remember where we're from, certain things we do, it don't make sense because, <laughs> because we're not regular Americans. Okay? We got a little Caribbean in the back, in the middle, and in the front of us. So sometimes you have to kind of look <laughs> over people who don't know the culture but look yeah. at them at the same time and say, well, at least they're trying. So I got her some, I, I thought it was nice, some good cocoa and coconut candle. When I smelled, I was like, mm, it smells it smell like dark, sweet, dark chocolate. So I was happy. Mm. I wrapped it up for her here, here. I'm thinking on Christmas Day she's going to open it. She's going to be grateful. Went to <laughs> church that Sunday. Girl, that candles you gave to me, mm, mm, mm. I don't do them candles at all. I was like, oh, really? My heart broke. I said, and I said, you will never, ever, ever get anything else from me. I gave her daughter something, and it taught me gratitude. You have to be, you have to be taught that too, as a child. So I gave her daughter some stuff, and she came, and she complained. I was like, the two y'all? But not ever, 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 ever look to see. Sister Diane going to give you nothing because it ain't never going to happen again. And it taught me, it taught me something good and it taught me something bad. It taught me, although we may have good intentions, not all people are going to receive it in good heart. And sometimes you miss out on a blessing because you say, man, when I gave it to that person, they were ungrateful. How, how do I know that this person is going to be grateful? But I believe when we say to the Lord, I thank you. I believe when we come to the Lord with a spirit of gratitude, I believe when we come to the Lord with a lips filled with thanksgiving and praise, I believe God do more for us when we do that. Then when we come to him with that long Christmas list, Lord, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Because in, in mm-hmm. I think Psalms 37, he said, if we delight ourselves in him, mm-hmm. he will give mm-hmm. us 
the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we yeah. don't even know what the desires are. We'll just wake up one day and say, oh, my God, you know what? I never thought of that, but I would like that. Because uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. a desire is given to us simply because we recognize everything we have is from God. The ears we have mm-hmm. to hear, it's a gift from him. The legs we have to walk. Somebody is in a chair right now, cannot walk. Somebody did not have a bed to lay on last night. Somebody got wet in the rain. So much has happened between midnight and now. And still we cannot look and say, oh, my Lord, thank you. And I have a bad habit of this one right here. Look in the closet and say, Lord, I have nothing to wear. Oh, me too. <laughs> Lord, I have nothing to wear. Lord, oh God, I have those those shoes to wear. And I have two closets packed. Packed. I have one closet with only the stuff I have for for Lou Brand books. All everything in there has yellow in it. That's that's all for my and then my and then I come in my and I was like, I have nothing to wear. I have nothing to and I'm like, Are you serious? Are you serious? Ungrateful. And so I have to repent and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Help me to find something that I can wear. But you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it would be so mm-hmm. much easier to just go buy something than to look through all the clutter that we have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to find something. It's laziness, and sometimes laziness puts us in a place where we're not grateful. So today, mm-hmm. give God thanks for everything. You got a nose to breathe. Give him thanks. Your heart is still beating. Give him thanks. Out of all this corona stuff, you're still here. Give him thanks. Even if you were sick, you are still here. Give him thanks. God forbid you lost a family member. Still give him thanks because you are still here. Amen. 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 Family and friends, we have two more dish on the menu and 27 more minutes to go. So we're going to chop, chop. And chop this spinach dip up from mm-hmm. your friends. Ooh, what about favorites? What about favorites? Some spinach dip. And it's coming from Romans fifteen thirteen. When I don't understand. May, <clears throat> may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. As you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Family and friends, Lord is so, Lord, God is so much more, so much beyond my understanding, your understanding, our understanding, family and friends. He is so much more beyond that. Why? You know, we sit here sometimes and we question ourselves, why do bad things happen to to me? Or why do bad things happen to good people? Why do the evil prosper? Why do some illness, why do some illness while others are cured? You are a good and loving God. So many of us, we have to understand that God it's so good and loving that we have to believe with all our hearts when we pray just to know that God is listening is very great. 
is how we manage. You know, sometimes we might feel disappointed when we don't hear this answer right away because that's the answer. We want the answer now. So we now. God. <laughs> you know, we, 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 some of us, most of us is that now person. Like, do that now. I want yeah. that now. Come here now. Yeah. And we get disappointed when God doesn't answer right away. But there is nothing that the Lord don't know and he don't understand. We as people need to know and and understand that our questions that we take to God will and shall be answered. You know, sometimes answers are hidden from us now, but one day, at one moment, it will be answered. We forgot to say, you, you will enlighten me with your wisdom and truth. My hope and trust are in you. When I believe and I ask why, I know that you will send your Holy Spirit. He would send his Holy Spirit, coming here, friends, to suit us and to bring us joy and peace. When your answer, family and friends, when your answer are too wise, or God loves, I'm saying that wrong. When God's answer is too wise for us to understand, we My have God. to know that the power of the Holy Spirit will give us hope. How grateful am I that you are in control again? Jesus. Nothing that we do is in our control. Mm-hmm. That in the end, all evil will cease, and everything on earth and in heaven will exist in harmony with God, not without Him, the Messiah. Family, I'm Every day we have to sit back and be patient and stop being that now person. I mean, sometimes I could get away and be that now person and I want to answer now, but I have to learn patience. I have to learn how to be patient. I have to stop understanding and start understanding from your friends. God is all-powerful. God might not come when we want him to, Remember, he is an on-time God. See that in right now? See that battle that you feel you're going through? And you can't come out? Or you can't rise? It's not your time. It's It's not your time to be released. Even though if we suffer, even though if we die on our last, even though we begging, it's not your time. Be patient. Hold on. Have 
Yeah. Have faith. Put your all into it. Because God is yeah. on time. See, sometimes move before God tells us to move. And then when we get in those situations, we want him to take him out, take us out of it now. Mm-hmm. Not realizing. We put ourselves in that situation. We put mm-hmm. ourselves in that trap. No, we cry to God, God, please take me out. Take me out. I'm on this again. I'm on this. Oh, God, please. <laughs> You know, you know, you just say, you say, I'm a your child. Please, God, just ask me, check me out. Sometimes he let us sit. He let us sit. Not intentionally, not to be wicked. But to show us that everything is in his time. We are not in control of not a nothing whip. We have control over nothing. Not a thing. When God is ready to take us out, he will take us out. With a lesson to be learned. Yeah. You shouldn't move before I tell you to move. That's right. Family and friends, we're going to turn it over to Pastor Jean. We have 20, 20 minutes left and one more to go. To Pastor Jean. Wow. Uh-oh. Amen. Quickly, I'll speak quickly, quickly here. You know the I, the um, interpretation that I'm reading from for that scripture, Sister Nisi, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It says that um, um, let me find it here. I'm sorry. It says that uh, how may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope. I've never seen God described as a fountain before. A fountain, Mm -hmm. like a water fountain. A fountain of hope fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? It, I mean, the, and, and just think about God as a fountain, fountain, and he's continuously filling us up to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we have to do is trust him. Yeah. In order to do that, we all he's saying is trust him. If we could just trust in him, the things that would be appropriated to us, oh, my God. You know, they're the very things that we desire. We want, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm going through things in life, and, and, and you know, it, it, and I'll sound and I'll meditate, and, you know, I'll say, you know, I don't think I've been uh, happy in a long time. <laughs> I've just been plowing, you know, just going through day after day after day. And I sit down and, and reflect and think, when was the last time I laughed? Mm-hmm. And laughter is good for you. It's yes, good for it the soul. But, Lord, I, I don't think I've laughed for a while here. What is going on? <laughs> but it's saying that when we trust in him, he is like a fountain of hope, 
bring us up to overflowing with uncontained. The joy that he would give us, women of God, it says we couldn't even contain it. And perfect peace. I mean, that's the type of peace you have in the midst of all this mess. Mm-hmm. You wake up in peace, no matter what you hear. You go to bed in peace, no matter what's going yeah. on. Amen? And and that's what the scripture is saying. If we could just trust him, the mm-hmm. things that, that would be ours, the things that he has for us, if we could only trust him, that what he mm-hmm. has stored up for us is good, continuously good, overpowering I mean, we can't even contain it. Amen? And it says that, and and that may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. So you see, this scripture is so powerful, Sister Nisi. It said if we could just trust God, that he would give us joy, peace, and hope if we mm-hmm. could just trust him. Yes, not as, as 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 you said, not not as the world gives. But that mm-hmm. that's the, the joy that he gives comes from heaven. It's undiluted. The peace that he yes. gives the world cannot take it away. Yes. Amen. Yes. And the hope that he gives us is not hope that 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 will fade away. But it's hope it, it's hope that will hold us all the way to glory until we face oh, him on God. that great day. Yeah. Oh, glory. Yeah. I know that's just a powerful scripture. I think I'm gonna keep that one this week for a while. <laughs> yes. Amen. 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 I'm just gonna say with the scripture we read in, in Romans fifteen. And with this scripture, I say that really goes hand in hand. I believe our joy, our peace, and everything else will be restored when we remain in a place where we continually give God gratitude, where we continuously say thank you for this, thank you for that. And I believe as long as we stay in that place, I believe God will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. I know we're running out of time. Sister Nissy, there it is, there it is. <laughs> yes. We have a good time, and you know we we fellowship together. Um, when God is really in the midst, and He has things flowing for us, you know, time goes by so quick. But family so and friends, mm-hmm. Amen. That's true. With this last comfort food, which is spaghetti with meat sauce. And oh yeah, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of dish. <laughs> but I need the meat. I need, I need some meat. I'm sorry, I can't do without the meat. So I was <laughs> spaghetti mm-hmm. and uh, the sauce is coming from Ephesians two five, and it's fellowship with the Father. We are instructed. We are instructed to walk in love. To esteem and delight yourself in others. You have to forget to know others, which is an act of love. It takes time and effort to look beyond the surface of any human being. 
See, family and friends, too often we are tempted to judge. But the word says, be honest in your judgment and do not decide at a glance, superficially and by appearance, but judge fairly and righteously. John 7:24. before you judge an individual, you must take time to get to know the real person. Everyone right. has imperfection. Everybody have that oddball action, that, that, that <laughs> God himself does not judge by appearance. He looks on the heart. You follow his example as the saying goes. Never, never judge a book by its cover. Too much time, we, we, we do that. We judge people, you know, and tolerant call ourselves Christians. And we, we judge people and then say, oh, man, look at that person. Oh, man, look at this. But for me, it's like this. Before you will judge anybody, judge yourself. That's judge right. Yourself. How can we stand up to judge anybody without judging ourselves? If when even when we were dead in transgression, it is by grace. You have been saved. So, Deanne, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yes, Amen. Amen. It's all these scriptures, again, as always, always connect, always connect. You can just use one to uh, just go to the other. But I have to say, and I hate to say this, but it is so true. One of the most judgmental people on earth are women, judging other women. Girl, look at her hair. Girl, now she ought to know them shoes don't go with that dress. Girl, you see how she got her husband coming out that house. And girl, and and it's always judging, judging, judging somebody. And we never look in the mirror and find fault on us. And that is a very... I would say it's a terrible place to be in because that is such a huge amount of pride that we are walking in. It's like everybody else is beneath us and we're high up and everybody is supposed to look up to us. But 1 Corinthians 11 tells us if we should judge ourselves, we should not be judged because the truth of the matter is even though sometimes we know we're wrong, we will never Say to ourselves, we're wrong. We'll run around the bend. We'll do flip-flops. We'll jump back and forth, and we'll find an excuse to wiggle our way out of it rather than saying, I was wrong. I misjudged. I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have gone, and stuff like that. But when we take time to look at ourselves and know, you know what? I may be talking about her kid, but, Lord, look at my son. I may be talking about her husband. But, Lord, mine, mine doing the same thing. When we look at ourselves and we look at other people, when you notice, like they say, you got enough in your front yard, 
you know? Don't be looking at somebody else's front yard. Like the story goes, two sisters were living in a house, and there was a lady next door, and she would hang her clothes outside. And one of the sisters would always say, oh, my God, look how she washed her clothes. Her clothes is never clean. She should be ashamed to hang her clothes outside on that line. And one day her sister said to her, it's not her clothes. It's your window that's dirty. So we don't like to look at the window, but we much rather blame it on the other person. That's it for me. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. Um, you know, uh, it, the, the, these are some beautiful scriptures that you chose today, sister. They really were. Mm-hmm. Uh, each one we can, as uh, my sister just said, we can certainly look at ourselves and hide ourselves in each one of the scriptures. Um, but in Ephesians 2 um, and 5, we read, uh, if we look up, um, I believe in uh, verse 1 or verse 2, it says, it begins and it says, um, in his full and his full fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your <laughs> sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his wicked authority. And works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of Hmm. God. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and the desires of ourselves, our life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated. Living as rebellious children subjected to God's wrath just like everyone else. That says it so well. And and, and I dare we have the audacity to judge someone Sorry, when we don't even know the situation. And that, yeah. that, that, that scripture convicted me. You were no better than them. And if I Thank had you. not put my finger on you, you would have died. You could very well have died in your sins in your mess. Mm. But it was because of my grace and mercy that I put my finger on you and put you in your right mind and and with sense enough to know that you needed a Savior. So we cannot judge, number one, because we didn't give them life. We did not create them. So how can I judge what I did not create? Amen? My God. And, 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 you know, the thing that puts a fear of God in me, if if I, in my judging, and, and most of the time I'm judging because I'm full of unforgiveness, amen? So God mm-hmm. said, and if I do not forgive others, then he will not forgive me. So mm-hmm. these are scriptures that we really need to sit on and reflect on, amen? And, and God is requiring amen. of us every word that comes out of our mouth will be judged for it. Scriptures like that we should allow to discipline us. Amen? And I guarantee you, you won't be so flippant with the mouth. (laughs) You better believe it. Better believe it. Oh, I just want to say one more thing. Oh, yes, ma'am. I was just going to say, most of the times when you see we judging people, if we check ourselves, there's a trace of jealousy hidden somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's just jealousy. the trait. It just could be, yeah, jealousy, envy, something, something you see in that person, something you wish you had in you, and rather than just say, oh, I like that, or God bless you, we much rather be, like you said, in a flippant attitude. You will tune into the drop with our comfort food of the week. So, you know, yeah. you never know. Yes, you never know what's next. You never know what we're going to serve on our dish. This is like you have to tune in to see what the systems have for you on that day. See, we, we're feeding you a dish yeah. day for the week. So, you know, you have something on Sunday to work it out, and then come back again Monday afternoon to get fucked with us again. So, family and friends, thank you supporting us so much here on TPB Radio Network. We enjoy doing what we're doing, and we're doing the work of the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. teach one, teach one, one, reach one. So, family and Amen. friends, thank you so much, so much. If you have not downloaded our 24-hour radio, internet radio station, please do so by downloading Live 365, looking for the Summit Voice, like that heart and tap, show us some love. If you're not following us on Facebook, please do. It is the Summit Voice Radio Network. We are on Twitter. We are on Tumble. We are on TuneIn. So, you know, we are on YouTube. So you, you don't have an excuse to say that you missed that episode. <laughs> also, us live as well, family and friends, of the website, which is www. I'm giving you an extra W there. Yes, you did. The family and friends, you know, there's more than one way that you can hear us, you can reach us. Um, you can also email us as well, family and friends. And we changed our email. We now have a new email. So that new email, give me one second. Um, it's ppvradio2020 at ppvradio2020 at gmail.com. That's our new email address that we're using from your friends. So, you know, if you have questions, you need prayers, email us. Um, if I can't do it, someone on the team will reach out and, and, and pray for you and with you. So, hey, some of your hey, friends, hey, hey. thank you. We are going to close with prayer. And we usually have Pastor Jean do the prayer. Well, Pastor Jean, yeah. today I'm going to try that thing. <laughs> try on, yeah. try on. <laughs> try on. Father God, Father God, we just come before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord. Father God, just thanking you today because of who you are, because of who you are to us, Lord God. Thank you for your patience, your love, your long-suffering, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord God, that came and sacrificed his life in our place, Lord God, so that we could be redeemed and restored, Lord God, in our union and communion with you, Father. We're so grateful in our hearts today, Lord, and in the midst of everything that's going on in this world, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you, Father God, that your hand is upon us, Lord God, and our family, 
and our loved ones, Lord. We continue to pray for those that have been afflicted and affected, Lord God. We pray, Father God, that even in the midst of it all, Father God, Father God, that you will extend your hand to them, your hand of love, Father God, your understanding, Lord God, your peace, your healing, Lord God. Father God, this is your world, Lord God. You created it, Lord God. And Father God, you have put man and woman in it, Father. And Father God, we know, Father God, you're not disturbed by what you see going on, Father. We know that you're still in control. We know, Father God, you have angels, an army of angels at your command, Father God. So, Father God, we ask you in the name of Jesus to move upon each and every one of these situations, Lord God. Heal the broken and the wounded hearts, Lord God. Expose the enemy wherever he is manifesting, Lord God, to continue to bring death and fear and anger and rage, Lord God. We commit it all to you, Father God. Father God, we ask you to move, Father God, in the midst of it all, Father God. Father God, quiet the storm. Quiet the storm in the heart of man, Father. Quiet the the spirit of fear and doubt and the anxiety. And Father God, your word says that if your people will pray, it would just pray and seek your faith, Lord God that you would move. So we ask, Father God, that you will put a burden upon the hearts of your people to begin to pray and intercede. I thank you for each and each one of these women, Lord God, the gift and the calling of God within them, Lord God. I pray that you will continue to lift them up and use them, Lord God, and bless them, Lord God, and meet each and every one of their needs and the needs of their families, Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bless our audience, Lord God. Bless the ones that tuned in today and the ones that will tune in, Lord God. Let the words that we've spoken, Lord God, reach to the hearts, Lord God, and be a blessing and not return, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Family and friends, do not forget to tune in to the Reality Coach with Sister Dorothy Patterson. That's night from 7 p.m. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And you can also tune in tomorrow night for Victory Over the Victory. Ways of God with Sister Diane Labrin, and that's from 6 to 8 Central Standard Time. So family and friends, tune in, tune in, tune in. It's going to be on fire. So that's it for us here. So family and friends, once again, yes. thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be blessed and stay blessed. Amen. Amen.